You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Marenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, but everybody else in between. Sunday, bloody Sunday. March Madness continues. We're breaking it down. It's 68-67 right now for TCU. There's under four minutes remaining. Uh, Arizona haven't scored in like three and a half minutes. It's uh, it's now an 11-0 run uh, that TCU have gone on, and it's getting real. They're now up 69-67, and they're on the free-throw line right now, so they could have a three-point lead with 339 remaining in this basketball game. I've got Arizona in a money line parlay, and I've got the over in the game, and I've got an in-game over as well. So I've got two. I've got two totals, uh, two total plays here. It's at uh, 137 right now. Uh, man, uh, Arizona Wildcats, 0 for 4, two turnovers. And their last uh, six uh, six possessions. This is not like you know they're just these teams get rattled in college when things aren't going well for them in these like these little you know four minute pockets and stuff. And the games can change. We talked about it on Friday. You're really these games not really a game. You're playing a bunch of little four minute rounds type of thing, right? Because there's TV timeouts every four minutes in college basketball. So like coaches will just sort of coach that four minutes. Right, like you're just playing a little mini four-minute game, and you, you sort of take it from there. And I tell you what, TCU definitely won that last four minutes. Right, the eight-minute to the four-minute mark, that was all TCU. Now uh, Arizona's going to have to show something here. They're on the ropes. It's a 12-0 scoring run in the last uh, three and a half minutes that TCU is on. Pretty bad time in the game, Arizona, to uh, to get cold and stop scoring. I got to tell you, I don't want to use the C word. And say that they're choking, but they kind of are. Like, you can see, like, nobody wants the shot. They're passing the ball around too much on offense. Now, just shoot it. There you go. And there you go. See, they just hit a three to tie the game because they actually just, they didn't hesitate. They shot the ball. It's, you know, you can't tighten up. I know it's easier said than done. Duke talked about it. Duke were down five with a couple of minutes to go in the game. And, you know what I mean? They, they, they said, all right, we got three, three and a half minutes here. You know, the season could be over or we can dig down deep. So 70-70 right now. We'll keep our eye on this. Mo Khan's going to step up and in. We'll talk madness. We'll talk NFL. It's the NHL trade deadline. Ian Cameron, a.k.a. Babano, is uh, joining us. It's, uh, we're lucky that Babano's joining us tonight because uh, Babano's going to San Antonio. So, in other words, I think he's he's begun his, uh, his preparations. You know, he's got to pack. Um, he's got to adjust his body to the, the time zone. I think it's a whopping one-hour difference where he's going from where he is. <laughs> so hey, we're, it's 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 actually something. But Battle's joining us uh, this this late in, in the late night hours. I swear, man, Babano lives like a, a senior citizen. I gotta wonder, like, I, you know, he never really tells you anything, right? But I gotta wonder, like, what time what, what, you know, what time does Babano go to bed at? I think like he actually stays up for these shows for us, actually. So. We should be nice to him then, huh? <laughs> like my grandmother went to bed later than the battle does. 
She didn't go to bed till like 1, 1.30 a.m. or something. <laughs> the Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The madness continues. The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Let's do this thing. Shout out to our, all of our AM radio affiliates, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Network, Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, 7070. Two and a half minutes remaining. We've got late night basketball uh, going on. The uh, nine-seed Texas Christian Horn Frogs given a one-seed Arizona Wildcats all they can handle. They were on a 12-0 run, and uh, Arizona hit a three to tie the game, but uh, TCU's not going away. And TCU is just, you know, they're punishing him in the paint. Like, TCU, give TCU credit. They've identified, you know what, let's not overthink this. They take the ball up the court, they pound it inside, and they're, they're living on the free-throw line. And they've been on the free-throw line all half. And they're going to the free-throw line right now looking for an old-fashioned three-point play with the end one. All right, so the the total, what was what was the closing total here? It was like, what, 145 type thing? Uh, one, um, what, were the, what was the total? Oh, yeah, 145. I got a 145 here. So we're at, uh, we're at 70, we're at 142 right now. So the total should get there, and I've got a 151.5 that might get there, might not, depending on what happens here in the next, uh, you know, next possession or two. See, that's right. Like right now, Arizona, they're down two, but oh my goodness. Kid just missed a, oh, it was a great play, too. It was a great play. You know what I mean? It was, it was a nice pass. The kid came in, and it looked like he was going to shoot, and he lobbed it up to somebody that was open, and Buddy just racks it off the glass. Come on, man. You know, you got you got a trip to the Sweet 16 on the line. You can't, you can't not hit that. You've got to make that shot. Jamie Dixon doing a great job. So... Well, we have the Vancouver Canucks and the Buffalo Sabres in action right now, too. It's 2-2 in this game with uh, 16 minutes left. I wasn't going to take the Canucks. I saw them last night, and this is a hockey team with some defensive deficiencies. I think it was a pretty deflating loss for them. I mean, they're losing to Detroit. They lose to Calgary. Now you got Buffalo in here. They were flat early. It's 2-2. I did jump in on the Canucks to win this game. Mo Khan will jump up in it. Babano will kick it with us. Sunday, bloody Sunday. We'll get you caught to date. A lot of stuff going on in Major League Baseball. Signings continue. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah! Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. TCU's up 73-70 with a buck 14 uh, remaining right now. Arizona wants to talk about things. Uh, as we mentioned, TCU keep getting to the free throw line. They're pounding the ball in the paint. They're, they're, they're getting to the free throw line. They're a confident team. Their fans are going crazy. They're up three with a buck 14 left. Total 
is uh, we didn't, you know, we're getting there. It's not there yet. Arizona have really been tight the last like four or five minutes, and they hit a three, and the ball flowed, and they shot early. They're just sort of, you know, they're panicking, for lack of a better term, they're panicking. You know I mean, like no one's, you, know, you can tell, like they just keep passing the ball. No one wants the shot. You figure somebody would just say, all right, just give me the damn ball. All right, I'll do this. Like, yeah, yeah, give, give me the ball. This is a massive, massive timeout here. And what happens coming out of this? If you're Arizona, you need to score now. Like if you don't get, you don't score here, TCU's going to milk this. Dixon's a great coach. And TCU's going to be on the free throw line for the rest of this game. And you're not going to be able to come back. Let's bring in Mo Khan uh, right now. Get his thoughts on this. Uh, Mo, hell of a run the TCU have gone on in the last, like, five, six minutes. It's just clear. Arizona, they're not running their offense. They're tight. And it's clear that the the pressure and the press that TCU is putting on them is causing them a lot of problems. They're taking bad shots. They're not comfortable. You can just see they're not comfortable. Like, Lloyd's got to calm these kids down right now. Yeah, you're right, Gabe. You know, we can go back to when TCU beat Kansas on March 1st. That saved their season for them to get to this point of where they are. And Jamie Dixon, you're right. He's one of the better X and O's coaches. And the thing is, I've noticed with, with what TCU's done so far in the last five minutes, they're closing down Arizona in the open space of the court of their own end. And Arizona's lacked the cutting edge to really attack the rim because they – they, they fear what they have from the size perspective of TCU. And I think now for what they have with a minute 14 or so left in this ballgame, they got to get much more aggressive and play down one more possession. If they can lock them down for one more possession here, they can hopefully pull us out. And if they don't do it, what a lot of be for this Arizona team. How is that not a foul and an N1 right there? Like, seriously, they're calling everything. Like, come on, man. That was a great, that was a great design play coming out of the timeout. That should have been an N1, man. They hit him on a backdoor cut, boom, and uh, Buddy dunked it, but he got hit. He got hit. Like, I don't I don't see how they didn't call that. So it's 73-72, 40 seconds left. TCU shoots it up. And, and, oh, oh. oh, my God. So TCU got the rebound. 75-72, 35 seconds left. There. Yeah, this Lampkin kid's killing him right now. Yep. It's all about the size, Gabe, and, and, and Arizona's lacked that interior presence right now. And again, they've lacked the cutting edge, uh, the ingenuity to, to put together a run. And you think back to that missed free throw by Matherin, uh, that would have made it an eight point. Look at this now, now. Number three. There he is, Matherin for a long three. He makes it. Oh, Nelly! From Montreal North, baby. Montreal, Montreal Matherin, baby. Montreal North in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Montreal North. Yeah, you need uh, can't ice in his veins. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. It was man. long. That was a long shot, man. Like they kept on. Uh, it was one of those deals where they didn't really need the three, but they took so long. TCU said it, Mo. Like TCU's playing great defense. TCU took the three-point line away, and then it got to the point where it was like. We better score the three now. We can't just take the two now because we just took 15 seconds to do this, right? Yeah, <laughs> you saw, man. Yeah. They were like, Matherin was like, <laughs> man, like, give me the ball. You can see he actually said, I, I'll do this. But, man, that's he was about five feet past the uh, the line. So that was a good 25-footer, 27-footer type thing. Nothing but net. But there's 12 seconds left now. They got to get a stop here. 75-75. They, they definitely do, and this is where they got to lock down. And you figure that Lampkin Jr. will get the ball inside the paint here. They'll try to stretch out this Arizona defense. Look, Arizona's got length. They have a lot of length to work with here. So they're going to have to attack the interior of the paint to get that potential game-winning shot. you got to attack them coming up the court here, like you said. You can't just let them set up shop here in the paint like this. You've got to make it You got to make it hard on them because, yeah, this is dangerous. Like, I'd play these, really, like get a press going on here. I like what I'm seeing the, with Arizona so far. And you know what's going to happen here. They, they're they're going to call a foul late and put this kid on the line. All right. Now, great job by Arizona here. Look how far they've got him boxed out. Great job. Oh, my That's God. It. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. No, he's oh saying no God. basket. They're saying what? What's going on? No. no the kid on TCU. No. Why not? Is it a foul? What just happened? It's complete chaos, Gabe. The kids, the guys, the TCU, they they were on the, they they, 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 were on, they had the ball, but Arizona did a great job. So the kid was at half court. He's under pressure. He falls down. Arizona picked the ball up. 
Arizona picked I, the I, ball up and ran down the court. He didn't get it off in time. I don't think so. We're going overtime, Gabe. He didn't get it off. Look, he goes up. No. But, dude, why didn't you know this, Terry? How much time did you think you had? You had to float it. Like, why didn't he float it, Mo? Look, uh, he's coming he, in like right here. You got to let it go instead of dunk it. You got to get as close and let it go. You know there's no time. You see the light in front of you. Come on, man. You, you know what, Gabe? In, in defense of Terry, he he probably did not have a concept of time at that moment of, of, of insanity that <laughs> unfolded on that play. It looked but like now, he could have ran faster, Mo. Too, it was like, bro. Yeah, absolutely. But but now, Gabe, think about this moment right now. Think about yesterday on uh, with Baylor and UNC, when Baylor had UNC on the ropes and couldn't close it out in overtime. Now with TCU having Arizona on the ropes, yeah, they couldn't yeah. close it out. Is it reverse roles now, where Arizona will close it in now in the overtime session coming up? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've talked about that last week, Mo. It's a good question. I like to look at the numbers in that. A lot of times you figure, oh yeah, yeah, TCU will be gutted right now, but they're maybe they're not. I don't know. Like T, I like to see the study. Like teams that blow, teams that end up in overtime because they screwed up. Do they win or lose after? It seems to be. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be a real pattern. And I bet on all these games. So coming into this, wow, what a crazy ending there, though, huh? <laughs> like what <a> crazy. <laughs> Like, it was given to if you're Arizona, the ball rolled, like it even rolled towards the basket. If you're just tuning in, guys, you're not seeing it. Like, the kid fell, the ball started rolling towards the basket, and Terry picks it up, runs and dunks it, like a split millisecond too late. And I don't know, like someone should have yelled at him, hurry up, like go faster. Like, or like if you just would have known and just floated it like a second, like a millisecond uh, uh, yeah. earlier, just a, floated. A teardrop of some sort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. This reminds me of, of the Giants Eagles game from the seventies, right? When when Herman Edwards returned the follow back for a touchdown. This could be it. This could be the new Herman Edwards uh, moment here in this match. Yeah, I guess and there's, there's that was big. So TCU won the tip off of overtime, and bad shot, Mo, taking a three there if you're TCU. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're living on the inside. Just go back to it, right? You take a three. Yeah. Oh, but Arizona just turns it over. Wow. Wow. Yeah, if you're U of A, you got you got to be much more relaxed because they have not had any clean passes. If you look at the form, for, you look at the formation now. They've had four or five guys behind a three point arc because they have not been able to attack the heart of the jungle of TCU's back, front line inside the paint. So they got to do a better job attacking the rim than before. They are doing a much better job defensively now, though. That was great defense on the last possession of regulation. They're doing a much better job. Like, you're not letting TCU just set set up and get inside. And uh, TCU just missed a little shot here. But they got the rebound. Man, the rebound. TCU are just so big. Good, very good rebounding team. We we, we talked about that coming into the yeah. tournament. No 75-75. There's another three ball. Misses. <laughs> it's wow. an unbelievable game. No one can score now in overtime, Mo. It's scoreless. No, no. <laughs> you and I have to here comes Jack Green's up the distance. They're getting, so is that a foul on TCU now? I think it was. Yeah, it looks like it. Looks like yeah, it looks like Zona's going to the line here. All right, more Mo call. We'll get into some football. We'll get most thoughts on the tournament and more. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? 
That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Portridge. The great Barney Miller. 77-76, three minutes and 19 seconds left in overtime. We're delayed right now. Kid on TCU got uh, hit in the face. There's blood all over the place. It was inadvertent, though. Like It, it was accidental. I think his nose is broken. Um, it was accidental. Like, it clearly was. It's like one, one million percent accidental, you could tell. Like, so I don't really see what they could do here right now. He He went into it, actually, Mo, if you see. Like, it's not like the kid on Arizona elbowed him in the face. He walked right into it, literally and figuratively. Like, the kid on yep. Arizona, it's his right to go up for the rebound, bro. The kid's face just hit his elbow. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the kid on Arizona told the ref, I didn't, I didn't even do anything. Right? And they did it. So there was no, yeah. um, no, no, there's no, no, no flagrant or anything like that. It was clearly accidental. Big, big uh, reason why, Gabe, TCU's uh, doing so well 19 offensive rebounds tonight. It's crazy, eh? 19. Second chance points, man. Second chance yep. points. That's you know they've, they've, that's what TCU's been doing all year. They've been living on that. Just they, they crash the glass, and uh, if they don't hit the first shot, they get the put back. Hell of a game going on here right now. Uh, so now we've got uh, Peavy's been fouled out of the game. So now guys are trying to foul out uh, TCU up one, but uh, Zona Zona with basketball. Uh, right now. So what a wild, wild tournament it's been so far, Mo. We got like, um, you know, St. Peter's. Come on, man. St. Peter's? <laughs> St. Peter's. Jersey, Jersey City in the Sweet 16. It's amazing. It's the first, I believe it's the first team from New Jersey to get that far since Seton Hall did it in 2000. Under who? Shaheen Holloway when he was playing as a pirate back in the 2000 tournament. Good call. So, so it, it is, and it, it, look, at the end of the day, Shane Holloway, I remember him playing at Seton Hall and what a stud he was. I just think what he's brought in, he had a great quote that he had after the win on Saturday that, look, I got these kids who are from North Jersey, from New York. These are hardened young men who've been through a lot in their life, and this is nothing to them. So I just think that mindset with what they've had built up is huge for them. And guess where they play next in Philadelphia? You expect a lot of people from St. Peter's or alums to show up in Philly for their game next weekend. You're damn right, because they didn't think they had any chance. So before, like, so, they, <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah, now they're all going to show up. Yeah, yeah now, they're, uh, now they're all going to be there. So they're getting 12 and a half points against Purdue. 12 and a half. Total is 136 and a half. And. You know, St. Peter's, you can't say they don't have a puncher's chance at this point, right? I mean, they beat Kentucky. They beat a Murray State yep. team that has only lost two games all year, and they beat them pretty easily, actually. You know, it's going to be tough to win this game outright, but getting 12.5 points, that's intriguing, actually. It is. I think they'll keep it close. I think for them, and look, Purdue's got size. We've seen the size of the front court. I know St. Peter does not have the front court girth to keep up with them, but can they maintain that body blow mentality to keep up in the first half going towards the second half? If they can keep this game within range going to the second half, all bets are off game. And I think they have a chance to do so because that tough mindset that they have instilled in this program so far throughout the first two games that they've had. North Carolina, UCLA. Talk about a blue blood, uh, blue blood special right there. Big time game. That's you know that's the one that catches my like. Oh wow, what a matchup! North Carolina and UCLA and Michigan and Villanova on Thursday. So Michigan and Villanova, they return back to the scene of the crime. Mo, if you recall, Villanova beat Michigan in the national championship. I don't know yep. what year was it. What it was sixteen, seventeen, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. 
That's right. Um, but anyways, it was in San Antonio. So going back, <laughs> yeah, play Villanova again. <laughs> and you're playing them in the same city that you lost the national championship in. But Juwan Howard was not there at the time. But hell of a job by the Michigan Wolverines. I, you know what? I thought that they matched up well uh, with uh, with Tennessee, and I brought it up. Uh, been, you know, we talk about this team, Michigan. They have a tendency, Mo, of playing up or down to the level of competition. You know what I mean? Like when, yeah. if you'll notice, like in big games, like that's why Michigan got in the tournament, right? Because look, they they were the first team, guys. They were the first team to um, since 2001 to only be three games over 500, right? Like and right. So last time was 2001, the Georgia Bulldogs, who actually they went to the Sweet 16 too. Um, so it's funny how that works out, but. Um, They've got big-time recruits, right? I mean, Michigan were supposed to be a top-five team this year, and they weren't. Right. So it's, it's best to save the best for last. It came together for them. I don't love this matchup for them against uh, Villanova, but Michigan can play with anybody. Great job by Martelli and uh, great job by Jawan Howard getting these kids ready and um, – and shaking off, you know, sh- shaking off what happened in the Big Ten uh, tournament. Stepped up uh, first half. And, you know, a lot of adversity, too, Mo. Like, you know, they didn't have their point guard, right, in the first game against Colorado State. They don't have their point guard. Then they lose him again, bro. He gets hit in the head by his teammate, just some sort of freak thing. And Jones can't return to the game again, bro, for the last, like, ten minutes. And they still found a way again. Eli Brooks, man. And that uh, that leadership that he provided, like I said, Dickinson was amazing, but Eli Brooks yeah. just sort of carried the team. And Brooks is like, you know, he's so versatile, this kid, right? Like, it's like, all right, I'll be the new point guard. You know, they just we just trust him. Give him the ball. He'll make the right move. Man, they played a perfect basketball game against Tennessee. Great job by the Michigan Wolverines. They definitely did. And by the way, that play by Ben Matherin right now to want that ball more than TCU, the fact that he had three bites of the cherry to get that to go through, Massive moment here for Arizona that they could probably pull it out now. And another guy just, yeah, now Miller just fouled out. Yeah, exactly. Like for, for t- one by one, they're biting the dust guys on TCU. If you're going to play that physical brand, you only have so many times you can get called before you're out of the game, <laughs> yeah. right? You're going to crash. It's going to happen. Right. As the, now they're right. down two guys. And, oh, he misses the free throw, though. That would have been big to get it to four, huh? Yeah, it would have been two possessions. But to answer your question about, about the Nova Mission game, you mentioned the name, Phil Martelli. He knows Jay Wright. He knows his Villanova roster because of the time that they played against each other with St. Joe's and, and Nova and, and the Palestra and stuff. What I think is going to be key to me is Dickinson. What does he do in that match? Because of his size, his length that he can have, he can stretch out the Nova defense here. If you watch what Nova did today on Sunday, uh, they did a splendid job spraying out the court and using all five of their options on that court. If Michigan can cut that down and close down the gaps, then I think they definitely have a good chance, Gabe, to perhaps pull off the win in San Antonio. But I think it goes through Dickinson for what he can provide from that position that he has with his arsenal of, uh, arsenal of wealth that he has from both ends of the court. Good. Arkansas gets Gonzaga. Gonzaga are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Texas Tech and Duke. Texas Tech minus one against Duke. Iowa State and Miami, Florida. This is another one that people like. <laughs> uh, how many people had Iowa State and Miami, Florida in their bracket? Right. I had I Wisconsin going through. I had Wisconsin going through. I didn't think Auburn was the real deal. I thought they, they, they faltered towards the end, relying too much on Jamar to be the guy for them. And I just thought that Wisconsin should have gone through Iowa State. Had they done so, I think they would have been a Final Four contestant to beat Kansas. But now it's a completely different look in that region. It was um, it was a bloodbath today for the for the Big Ten. Yeah, it, it, it was a blood, it, it was a bloodbath for for the Big Ten today, guys. <laughs> so M- Michigan State they were up five with a couple of minutes left. They lose uh, to Duke, Illinois. Illinois gets smashed by Houston. I think Houston's probably the most underrated team in the country, actually. Like Houston, Houston are damn good. And I mean, I was watching Houston in the first game, and I kind of thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm kind of an idiot for not just taking Houston like to 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 win the championship. I'm not saying they're going to win, but th- how this is just such a consistent program, Mo, right through the regular seasons yeah. and then in this NCAA tournament, it's just it's just oh yeah, and oh yeah, and here's Houston again into the Elite Eight, right? Like you know, right, I mean, when right. they lost to Michigan a couple of years ago, even that was like uh, you know when Jordan Poole hit the buzzer beater on them. Like they don't, they're not an easy team to deal with, man. Yeah, the coming this is a, this is a dangerous Houston Cougar team. 
No, no question. And if you remember Tillman Fertitta, the big booster of Houston Athletics, Brian Dana Holgerson to be the football guy, right? Because he thought football would be the 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 white uh, the, the the champion of sports for them. But Calvin Sampson has rebuilt that Cougar program the last three four years to where it is. You go back to last year's tournament for what they did. They could have got deeper than what they should have done last year. I think right now for Houston, depending on who they have, whether they get TCU or Arizona, they match up well because they have that grit and that length that can play into their hands if they do get U of A next round. It looks like it will be U of A. Yeah. As uh, Arizona have taken a five-point lead with nine and a half seconds remaining. It looks like it's game, set, match. We're not there yet. I gotta, like, I, you know one thing, too? They just show the cheerleaders. Why are cheerleaders wearing masks, guys? Like, it makes no sense. Like, like what's the point, Mo? Like, the players aren't wearing masks. The refs aren't wearing masks. Nobody in the stands or the fans are wearing masks. So why would the cheerleaders be wearing masks? Like, nobody else is. I, I don't know. That's a great question. The people on the scorer's table are, I noticed, too. The score, like the scorer table officials and guys are, they're wearing masks. But it's just, it could be the NCAA protocol, though, right? If you're not a playing member of a team yeah. on the court, that could be it for, for those, right, involved that court. Yeah, stuff. but I'm assuming that they're also vaxxed as well, even these cheerleaders, right? Like You would hope so. Yeah, you yeah exactly. Like, I, I like to say, listen, I'm not, like, I'm not like, an anti-masker, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's done. <laughs> like, it's like, well, when no one else is wearing a mask. Why are they? Like, it's just stupid. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Halfback passes to the center. Back to the wing. Back to the center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. Halfback passes to center. Back to wing. Back to center. Center holds it. Holds it. Holds it. I can't bear this any longer. I'm leaving. Arizona survives and advances. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Red Sea Sirs XM Channel 159. Mocon TSN Radio. Kick it with us uh, right now. Buffalo and Vancouver going into overtime. Locked up at two uh, right now. Critical game for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, they've been slipping uh, this past uh, week. Last night, a pathetic performance against the Calgary Flames. Um, they lost to the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday. Now you got the Buffalo Sabres. You've got to win this game. You've got to win this game. 2-2, they're just dropping a puck in OT. I am on the Vancouver Canucks uh, to win. NBA props on Twitter saying, uh, what are our thoughts on uh, Ben Matherin? Well, we talk a lot about Ben. Of course, Pete Annapolis is a regular on the program, Mo. And uh, he goes by, by way back uh, with Ben as well. And yeah. uh, that, that dunk, wow. 
Uh, for if people didn't see it, man, uh, Ben Matherin's dunk <laughs> over Lampkin was unbelievable. And his his stock, his stock has really risen as far as the NBA is concerned. Like I know, like yeah. before, like I saw earlier in the year, people were talking about you know, you know, mid 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 round. You know what I mean? First round. You know, like 15, 17 type thing, 13. He was sort of in, in that mix. But tell me how this guy can't be a lottery pick. I mean, he's just, he's just got that it factor in him. He's a winner. You see that, you know, you, just, you saw, guys, what he just did under pressure. He's been amazing all year, this kid. He, he is, Gabe. And, and, you know, his family roots, actually. You go back to his sister, Jennifer Matherin. She was a, was a sharpshooter in the Montreal area and went to NC State and, and, can, and can shoot the lights out. And it's a pedigree what they have in that family tree of theirs at the Matherin household. And, you know, watching him play for the NBA Academy team when they came out to Montreal uh, a couple of years ago, this kid showed that he, the length, the speed, the style of play that he is fits today's NBA game. And, look, there was that talk that last year that maybe he would have declared Given what happened with Sean Reynolds being let go at Arizona and what was going to happen with the with the with the program and stuff, but the thing was they had projected him to be an early second round pick, which of course is a, is a risk that you take if you do enter the draft and don't get picked in the first round. And I think now going into these final games, however long Arizona's in this tournament here, he now probably has to probably be a, a, maybe the number five pick as low as the 15. So I think somewhere in the top 15 is where Mather will go. The question now is, can he maybe crack into the top four and be the fourth guy out of Van Caro and Chet Holmgren and others, and Jari Smith included? So I think right now, Gabe, he's definitely on the up and up here. And if he can prove himself against Houston and do a deep run in the tournament, he definitely could be in that top five consideration moving forward towards the springtime. Yeah, Jabari Smith... Jabari Smith seems to be, you know, people, a lot, a lot of mock drafts have Jabari Smith as, as the top pick. Uh, Jaden Ivey uh, of, of Purdue. Chet Holmgren. Uh, people are going to like Chet in the NBA because of his size, obviously. A.J. Griffin um, is, is a potential and a projected lottery pick. Uh, ben, Banchero is a, a projected lottery pick. And then you get, you get Ben Matherin. Right? I mean, you know who's going to be good? Hey, listen, Keegan Murray's good. The kid out of Iowa yeah. is going to be – he's a good – he's just a smooth shooter, this kid. And a player yeah. that you could just tell, Mo, that, yeah, this kid – this kid's just like – this kid's got it, is the kid on Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have a lot of NBA type of guys, but I'll tell you what, this Blake Wesley kid, he's an NBA talent, bro. Like, he might be a lottery pick. He's definitely a first-rounder, but, like, he might be a lottery pick, this kid. Depending on how the combine goes for him and stuff, that kid can ball more. Right. You know, he, he can, and I think now we're, we're going to see next weekend, Gabe, when Thursday hits for the for the Street 16, some of these guys who are borderline first-round picks can cement themselves and get that guaranteed contract if they have a great next weekend here and have a deep tournament. And I think, look, you know, there's guys that, say, for example, at UNC, with with Baycott, this is a kid that has that tangible that you look for in a player, and I think he can move up into that you know top twenty pick if he does have a strong game uh, for for UNC against UCLA. So I'm quite fascinated to see how this plays out next weekend with some of these borderline first round guys that could definitely cement themselves in the top twenty five. All I don't understand is the lack of love for Hunter Dickinson from NBA guys. Like you know what I mean, like. I was, yeah. I was I was reading about him. They're like, well, he might be a late second rounder. He might not get drafted type of deal. I'm thinking, what, the guy's 7-1 and he can shoot. He can play inside. He is kind of – he's not a great defensive player. I get it. Um, he's a little slow by NBA standards, but I don't I, I don't get the lack of love for Dickinson. I, I don't, Mo. The guy's – to me, the guy can play in the NBA. I would give him a chance. You know, watching Michigan play this year, I know you watch a lot of Michigan games, Gabe. Uh, I watched quite a bit, especially towards the end, uh, before the Jordan Howard fiasco happened against Wisconsin. And, and the, maybe like, it wasn't his best year, but he has that DNA in him to come up with a clutch player two along the way. And I think with his size, and he can stretch it out as being a stretch five, stretch four, whatever it is, he can definitely bring that tangible. And again, Gabe, we go back to that point, right? The NBA is no longer that pound of ground from 1995. This is now you stretch teams out. If you can shoot and you're seven foot plus, you're definitely a desirable trait to have on an NBA roster. I think Dexon will end up in that situation where if he goes to maybe a more established team, he'll have a better uh, better career than most would have projected beforehand. Exactly. And and look, man, look at Fred Van Fleet, right? He was undrafted. Yep. Just because you're not drafted doesn't mean you can't play in the NBA. 
right? Like, uh, yeah, we, 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 we see same in the NFL, bro. Same in the NFL. Like, uh, it's a massive amount of people in the National Football League that were undrafted. Mo Khan kicking it with us. So, Mo, speaking of the NFL, what a crazy-ass week, huh? Since the last time we spoke, it was like, uh, oh, the Sabres just won 3-2. Oh, God. That's a low point for the, the Canucks. This team's not up. easy for the Canucks. Yeah. No, I just looking at their bench right now. Like you could, I, 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 it was a bad loss for them last night. They lost to Detroit. It's just one after another, and they couldn't even hide it. Like you, could, they all just like dropped their heads on the bench and stuff. Like deflating, deflating. Can't lose, man. But nevertheless, all right. So you're you caught up to date there. So yeah. So now Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, and it was just a couple of nights ago, they were like, oh, well, no, Cleveland are out, Cleveland are out. And the more I read about this is Cleveland wasn't really, like, his desired spot. He really was down with Atlanta and stuff, right? He was down with Atlanta, and he was open to New Orleans. But Cleveland just basically told him, we're going to give you $230 million. How's that sound? (laughs) Guaranteed. Yeah, like the, the money, the money part was like, oh, really? I'm like, like once he heard, that's like basically, I guess, like you know, I mean, you never know how everything went, but from what I read was, once the two hundred and thirty million dollars was brought up, his um, his opinion of Cleveland changed a lot, Mo. Right? Dramatically, it really yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, game for 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 Deshaun Watson, the situation he's at. Look at all the teams right now. Cleveland has the best O-line. They have a really, really good defense. they got playmakers now. Amari Cooper is a guy that you would definitely be intrigued by, whereas if you look at New Orleans, Michael Thompson has been banged up. You look at yeah, Carolina, exactly. they didn't have anything. Yeah, you look at Carolina, nothing going on there. Atlanta, after Kyle Pitts, you can't name their next receiver in line. So I think from that perspective, from a talent level, Cleveland has that. But look, you're going to a division that right now, the Bengals have fortified their O-line with, with Leal Collins now being signed by them. The Ravens will be will be a well-coached team. Pittsburgh will be a well-coached team here. So where does Cleveland fall into this whole pantheon in the AFC North? And look, rightfully so, they will get criticized for the fact they brought in Deshaun Watson. But let's not forget, though, they brought in Kareem Hunt a couple years ago because they thought his skill set was perfect for what they've done. And so far, they've been proven correct. So I think now for Deshaun Watson, if he can sell these court cases outside of it and, and do what, he has to be, what has to be done, he weathers a storm, and he'll be the week one starting quarterback or maybe week seven if they do suspend him in the NFL. But, look, this is a big gift for the Browns now, and now it's put up or shut up for what they have built up because if they don't do it with Deshaun Watson, they'll never, ever do it with anyone else like quarterback. What do you think he gets? Like you said, like six games? Like that's what Ben six got, games. right? And yeah, I think six but, games is a four. But it was reduced to four, right? Wasn't Ben right. got six, and then he, he then they, they reduced it. That's right. I, I can't imagine he's not going to get suspended, right? I mean, the, the 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 precedent is sort of set, but I don't think it's going to be severe. It won't be like eight, you know, a year, or eight weeks, or anything like that. So, is it going to be four? I don't know. Is it going to be nothing? Who knows, right? Who knows? Like it's, it's it's we talk about it. it's tough to get into Roger Goodell's head. He never did suspend right. him last year, right? He never did. He could have nope. then. No, and the thing is, Gabe, what will be fascinating is the TV uh, viewership, right? Because if, let's say Deshaun's suspended for the six games, right? All those key games, the, the games against Baltimore, the games against Pittsburgh, those primetime games that Deshaun Watson could be involved with, I bet you they schedule those games after his suspension's done so they can get that's him a good back point, yeah. to the viewership. Because that's what they're going to do, Gabe, right? Yeah, yeah they, they won't put the Browns head. on Monday Night Football. That's when the Browns will know, actually. <laughs> if they look at the, the TV schedule and they're not on, like, for if they see suddenly, look, we're on national television, like, five times from week six to week 16 or 17, et cetera, right? Like, yeah, I doubt, yeah, it's a good point. They, they're not putting the Browns on the opening Monday night with Case Keenum as the starting quarterback. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to be the case, right? But, but that's, that's going to be fascinating to see how many primetime games the Browns will get once Deshaun Watson is available. Because, look, they got some games, Gabe. Look, they got the, the AFC North itself is pretty, uh, pretty uh, sumptuous. They got the Patriots. They got the Buccaneers. So Tom Brady versus Deshaun Watson, you'd expect that to be a primetime or at least a 4.30 uh, in the afternoon game for CBS or Fox, whoever might get that game. They got the Chargers involved, the Buffalo Bills included. So there's some games that they can say to themselves, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, that's going to be our primetime game, whether it's on a Thursday, Sunday, or Monday night for that matter. Russell Wilson goes back to Denver. Uh, Denver go to Seattle this year. 
That's right. That's that's an interesting. You know, there's it's going to be a million. There's just so many crazy good TV uh, games this year. The AFC is just nuts, huh? Like absolute insanity uh, right now. You mentioned Michael Thomas. Like I don't know, Michael Thomas was unhappy in New Orleans with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. So I don't see how he could be happy now. Ever this guy, um, he's a head case. I don't know what his deal is. Right, he didn't get the surgery. He you know he fights with people at practice. I don't know, he just, he's a problem. And like I said, I mean, Sean Payton wasn't a hard guy to get along with if you were a player. And right. he, had, he had problems. I mean, you had Drew Brees as your quarterback, and you were unhappy, right? Like, right. you were used to bitch. I mean, who you? you're like Calvin Benjamin, man. You just shut up, bro. Like, you're a good player, but you haven't played now in a while. I wouldn't count on Michael Thomas if I was the Saints. I don't know, like, how he feels about the new coaching staff and stuff and, and all this. But what do you think happens with Odell Beckham uh, right now? Odell Beckham is still unsigned. There's been a lot of talk about him actually going uh, to the New Orleans Saints. It, it, it's for, for Odell Beckham, we don't know where he is at in terms of, in terms of his rehab for his knee game. Right? That's going to be key because at his age now, he's late 20s, you see now the, the robust draft classes of impact receivers the last couple of years, and this draft class could have the same, not as the same Jamar Chase level, but could have a very good impact for what could be drafted in the first round. So if you're Odell Beckham, you might have to wait a little bit longer, probably pass the draft to sign up with a team, whether it's Green Bay, whether it's New Orleans, his home state that he, he was born and raised in. And I think for him, he's got to decide, where is the best fit for me? And I think it's going to be Green Bay where he can play with A-Rod on a proven deal and get himself a big payday next spring. Nice call. Nice call. And remember that came up this year, right? I remember right. Rogers on the McAfee show said, yeah, I spoke to OBJ. We talked. And you know what I mean? Said, like, they, 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 they like each other. They get along. OBJ tweeted out that he's motivated. <laughs> after after the Rams gave out Robson some money. And just for the record, Cowboy Nation, there is Cowboy OBJ talk as well. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Wrap up a mode. The other side, bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. NHL trade deadline is uh, Monday afternoon. So uh, Mo Khan with us just for a couple more moments. We appreciate uh, your time, Mo. Always great stuff, great insight, good call. As far as Green Bay, I brought up Dallas for Odell Beckham Jr. as well. Uh, There's a story, basically, that Odell Beckham's family wants him to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, it seems like the the Saints, Saints, Cowboys, Packers, especially now with Devontae Adams, uh, with, with Las Vegas, uh, seems to be a um, seems to be a um, realistic scenario. And for the record, too, Jarvis Landry, there was the thought that Landry wouldn't be a Cleveland Brown, but now that they've got Deshaun Watson, he's a lot happier now. <laughs> so, 
like, <laughs> so Landry, yeah, like Landry was gonna go, right? Basically, like Landry yeah. was out. You know what I mean? Landry was out with Baker. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. And now there's reports that he's talking with the Browns again. Now that it's the Shaw Watson. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what happens there. But as far as the NHL trade deadline, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, yep. The Montreal Canadiens going to drop uh, some players tomorrow. What's going to happen? You would imagine. So I will be in studio all day tomorrow cutting clips. The, 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 the anticipation is that the Habs will look at offers. Uh, Ken Hughes has taken over um, in the last four or five months, has made some moves under the radar here. And you wonder for some of the bigger names, such as Jeff Petrie, uh, or Tori Lekkinen, these guys could be in the block, but I think the right move has to be done from the perspective of what they get in return. But these next four or five months here, game are going to be a seminal moment here for this administration because they're hosting the draft in July. They'll probably have a top five pick, if not a top three pick. So whatever they do now is the foundation towards where they want to be in four or five years, perhaps. But again, there's a lot of moving parts with this has a roster here. If they get a sweetheart deal, it will not surprise me seem to make if not one or two moves on that uh, deadline day later on today. I would expect them to be um, trading some players away. And they're playing the Bruins tomorrow night as well. So right. it's something to keep keep our eye on. It could be shorthanded. We'll get into that with Ian Cameron a little bit later on. Great stuff, Mo. Always a pleasure, my man. Always my dude. Have a great week, pal. There's Mo Khan. Great stuff. Follow him on Twitter. Ian Cameron will step up and in. The late night anger management class. This is Sportridge. Bring it. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.